When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello everyone and welcome to EXO Higher Self. I'm Bunny Michael and this is the podcast where you send me your questions and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. Well, this is the last episode of 2020, wowzers. <laughs> and we thought to celebrate we wanted to release the extended version today with the two bonus questions for everyone, for all the listeners. For those of you who don't know, you can access the extended version of every episode. Each week we do do an extended version with two extra question answer segments for those of you who are Patreon subscribers. So if you want to access the extended versions of the episodes weekly, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com backslash self. For as little as a dollar a month, we'll give you access. So start your 2021 off with a little extra higher self-support by signing up. Our Patreon is the reason we're able to do this podcast, honestly. So every dollar counts. Now, I know that as we approach a new year, we all sort of take stock in the year that's just passed and look back and we look at old photos we think about how much we've changed. We think about what we still want to change, what we learned, how we've grown. You know, did we finish that project we set out to finish? Did we save the money we wanted to save? Did we knit that sweater we said we were going to knit or do yoga five days a week like we had planned? And I just want to say that before you go down that reflective hole and judge your quote unquote progress, please Please, please take a deep breath, close your eyes, and remember your higher self. Your higher self doesn't see you in terms of measurements, accomplishments, or gain. Higher self sees the truth, which is you are already whole and always have been. That is the key. That is the key to opening up your joy. And you don't have that realization once you've meditated 30 days straight, or once you've quit smoking, or once you went on that five-mile hike, you realize it in the present moment. No matter the past, no matter your plans for the future, no matter where you are or what you're doing, you belong. You are whole just how you are, and you always have a home to return to in your higher self. All right? So... Let's get these questions started. 
Hi, Bunny. Um, first, before I get into the question, I want to say thank you for your voice and your spirit and your presence. Um, you are so loved, and I'm so grateful for you. So what I want to ask you about is I have a very avoidant attachment style, and I have a fear of intimacy um, and that I feel holds me back from my potential of, of being like in love with or having a partner. And a little background is that my mother is very codependent, like very intense fear of abandonment. My father is um, more cold and distant, I guess. So I'm in this weird like mishmash of like attachment styles. And I just find that I often follow the same pattern when I get in a new relationship, honeymoon phase, like really head over heels and butterflies in my tummy for a couple weeks. And when it starts to become a reality that like, oh, this person and I have feelings for each other and it could get serious, I start to self-sabotage a little bit. Like almost my fight or flight response is triggered like when when serious romantic situations come up for me, even though like I truly know deep down that I could be really happy and healthy with a partner and it could be really fulfilling in my life. At the same time, I'm happy being single too. But I'm in a situation right now where I have pretty intense feelings for a person I've been seeing for like around a month, not too long, nothing too deep, but um, I'm getting really scared and like wanting to back out and wanting to sabotage and I just don't want to throw away an opportunity to have like a really good partner in my life because I <laughs> am scared of the uncomfortable parts of <laughs> opening up and yeah, so I just wanted to know if you had any advice or what... Um, like the higher self perspective on this situation, if I'm just scared of intimacy and feel fear towards letting myself be in love. Um, again, thank you, Bunny. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. Take care. You know an indicator that a relationship is going well? When you start to feel terrified. <laughs> Why is that? Because that means the relationship is doing exactly what it's meant to do. It's becoming part of your healing. Relationships are more than just two people trying to stay together and be happy. Relationships have a spiritual purpose if you are willing to allow them to be. They show us our fears, our insecurities, our past unhealed stuff. This person you are choosing to spend your time with, the love you have for them is opening your heart like a flower that wants the sunshine in order to grow, so you need to open your vulnerabilities to grow. All relationships, whether they work out as we expected or not, have the capacity to teach us about ourselves, the patterns we're stuck in, the need to control things, the fear of abandonment, our walls, our patience, the limit to our compassion, how to communicate our needs, all of it. Your partner becomes a mirror. But until you're willing to look at yourself, you will be deflecting either by leaving because you don't want to face your stuff or by staying in a toxic relationship because you don't want to face your stuff. And everyone has stuff. Everyone needs healing. So when I hear you say you have a fear of intimacy, I'm really hearing you say that you have a fear of getting intimate with your own healing because that's the scary part, not your partner. They just symbolize all of your stuff. 
That's why it's so common that we will be attracted to people whose personality triggers our stuff. And this isn't an accident. It happens all the time. It's an opportunity your higher self wants to bring to your awareness because your higher self loves you so much and wants you to let go of not letting yourself be happy. Your higher self wants you to realize what you deserve. Your higher self wants you to see how capable you are of giving and receiving. We're all afraid of working on our own healing because it's really hard. But what is more hard is suppressing all that conditioning and not letting ourselves live for the moment and enjoy our lives. For some people like yourself, romantic relationships are a real trigger for your wounds. And for other people, it might be familial relationships or fear of creative pursuits or working jobs where they aren't valued. Our stuff reveals itself in different forms, but ultimately we're all dealing with one issue feeling worthy of love and care and abundance. Your partner has their stuff too. It might not be as triggered by romantic relationships. They might not have as much trauma around that issue. But the closer you get, you will see their stuff too. And the two of you can be there for each other in the journey to the awareness of your higher selves. And that is what a loving relationship is. Every person that you meet in your life is in a different stage of their own journey. And everyone can be a teacher if you're willing to let them. And I don't just mean people that treat you like an angel. I mean even the person yelling at you on the street or the angry customer you have to serve. Every person is a mirror to your own capacity for self-love, compassion, and seeing the inherent worth of all beings. That is what the vision of higher self is, and it is your true nature. So trust it. Hi, Bunny. So first, I just want to say hi and thank you for all the amazing work that you do. And I also want to say thank you to everyone who has um, asked a question. It feels really awesome and beautiful to be a part of something like this, of healing and you know, just trying to get ourselves to know ourselves a lot better. And it's really cool. So thank you to everyone as well. Um, my question today has to do about the ego. So I'm having a really hard time loosening the grips of the ego and the attached identities I have given it and really accepting and seeing myself beyond that, you know, as a being of light and love. You know, I fixate on all the labels I give myself. Student, uh, advocate, ally, survivor, creative, sibling, friend, you know, all of these labels that I have, that make up my human identity, you know, and I'm having a really hard time of loosening their grips and and seeing beyond that. So I'm wondering if you have any advice to give us and how to, how we can really cultivate that idea that we are so much more than these identities and we owe it to ourselves to go beyond those limits of those identities, you know? I mean, I see it, but I don't feel it. So I was hoping you can give us some advice. Thank you so much and happy 2021, everyone. We are all spiritual beings having a human experience. But 
The spiritual path doesn't deny the human experience, it honors it. We can honor what makes us different from other people on the material level, while at the same time know in our hearts that we're all connected as one consciousness. Higher self, which is a term I use to illustrate our all-loving eternal spirit, uses the human experience to transform it. It uses our forms, our bodies, our minds as a vessel to serve love's purpose. And we all have a unique vessel to do that work. There is no one way or no right way to do that. For some people, they feel called to not label themselves at all because it gives them a sense of freedom from the material level. But for some people, their worldly identity is part of the path that empowers them to transform all the lovelessness that oppression of those identities has endured. In other words, how we see ourselves in the world is part of our own personal healing journey and part of how we can help heal the world in our own unique way. Wouldn't it be nice if we could all just go out into nature and just be one with our spirits every day, all day long? Yes, that would be nice, but there is work that needs to be done here. People need our help, the planet needs our help, and we do it through love. When we're trapped in our egos is when we forget our higher purpose for being here. Our egos are only interested in one thing, being better than other people. So it uses identities, bodies, and minds, vessels for that purpose. Higher self uses our identity, our body, our minds for the awakening of love. So it's not about denying the identities you feel called to. It's about using them for your true purpose, like a vehicle to where you want to go. And it is freaking hard to remember you are your higher self, a being of light, when you don't actively take time to connect to that light. Meditation is a tool to quieting the mind so you can connect to your spirit, to who you are beyond this world, beyond your thoughts, beyond your body. As people on this path of healing and loving work, we have to prioritize whatever meditation, ritual, prayer, or self-care practice that gets you to that place. It's like taking 30 minutes a day to come home. That's how you maintain that awareness. You can also surround yourself with reminders like affirmations you put on your wall, listening to podcasts like this one, reading spiritual books, having spiritual conversations with friends, carrying a crystal in your pocket that reminds you when you touch it. I mean, this is the fun part, developing your spiritual toolkit. Sometimes I even wear certain colors that remind me of spirit. Nature is also a great way to connect as well. You can go on a walk and just feel the sun shining on your face. You can see all the love within every human that walks past you and just watch the beautiful play of this realm. Spiritual practice can be fun. And yes, you will get caught up in the ego again because you are a conditioned human, like we all are, that live in an ego-driven world. But don't judge yourself for that. That's just more ego. Just notice it in your awareness. Take a deep breath and let it go. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, 
Hello Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hey Bunny, thank you so much for your podcast. Um, I love your words and I love how you have kind of symbolized um, the inner critic and the higher self in a way that really brings it to life. Like they are two separate beings that we're constantly struggling in between. So I have been very unsure about how I feel in a particular friendship for a while now. I am very certain that I care about this friend and she's a wonderful friend of mine. But what I'm unsure about is whether or not there's an attraction that's mutual between us and whether or not she would be interested in exploring a more sexual version of the relationship. But I also am kind of afraid of asking because of my fear of rejection. Um, And because I think it could kind of complicate the friendship itself. Um, I, yeah, I have brought it up a while back and her response at that time was that she um you know doesn't feel comfortable being intimate with anyone she knows well um and that she you know is is working on her self-esteem when it comes to sex because she feels very anxious and not confident in her body so my question is, you know, a year later and we're still in touch and we still have long, multi-hour long conversations on the phone, how do I broach that conversation again? And should I have taken what she said a year ago as an indication that she could never, you know, see our friendship as being sexual? Because I have this uncertainty that she might just be being polite. Like maybe a year ago the reason she said, oh well, I actually feel really anxious in my body and not comfortable with intimate friends um, at this moment in time. Like maybe she was just saying that as a way to be polite when really it was, I'm not attracted to you at all and I don't ever want that sort of relationship. So maybe I'm reading my insecurities into it. So I'd appreciate your advice. Thank you. Hey, hun. This sounds like a challenging predicament. I think you have to make a decision to either pursue a romantic connection or do your very best to let this crush go and work on only wanting friendship with this person. Because you can't do both at the same time. 
When you have a crush and a friendship, you read into everything. You analyze all their behavior. You get so caught up in what you want. It's really difficult to have perspective over what's really going on. If you knew this person had no interest in being with you romantically, would you still hang out with her as much as you do? Would you still text her as much or excitedly wait for her text? Would you even be able to enjoy hanging out together? You said you might not want to risk the awkwardness in the friendship should she reject your advances, but isn't it already a bit awkward for you? Isn't it already giving you anxiety and preventing you from just being present when the two of you are together? So that tells me that you already know if she rejected you, you couldn't hang out with her like everything is fine. And who could? I mean, that's an emotionally tough thing to do. But I also think that if you keep hiding how you really feel and just go on the same way in the friendship the way it's always been, it will be hurtful because you will start to feel inauthentic and or possibly resentful if this goes on for too long. You need something to change. You have three ways you can move forward. One, you can tell her how you really feel about her and she says she feels the same way and the two of you begin a romantic connection which will lead to its own set of inner growth because that's what happens in a relationship. Two, you tell her how you really feel and she's not interested or says she's not ready for a relationship the same as she did a year ago. Three, you don't tell her at all. Every single one of those choices requires you to evolve because no matter what you decide, I think you need to use all of these options as an opportunity for you to evolve because even if you don't tell her, or she denies your advances, you will need to reevaluate your boundaries so you can move on. It might mean spending a little less time together for a while or not texting her so much. It might mean taking a little distance, a little time away for you to get some closure around the crush. It's been a year of this and it isn't serving you to keep your crush so close to you because it closes up your energy to meeting someone new or being centered in yourself while you're single. If you close your eyes right now and quieted your mind, what do you think your higher self would do? Your higher self knows that you don't need her romantic validation to be worthy of a loving romantic connection. Your higher self knows that any outcome is an opportunity to grow. Your higher self knows that you deserve authentic friendships that feel emotionally and spiritually safe. Your higher self knows that any feelings around this are temporary and will always heal with time. You already know what you need to do. Don't be afraid of tapping in to your own growth. Hi, Bunny. Uh, first of all, thank you for existing. Uh, my question would be, so I just recently started talking to my ex again, but um, it's all platonic. We're just kind of uh, learning to coexist, <laughs> I guess, and forgive each other. And I feel a lot of guilt. I felt a lot of guilt when we were together after we broke up that I was such a terrible person 
And even now, I still feel that guilt. So I guess my question is, is it important to maintain those relationships with exes? Or does it really, does it really say anything about you? I mean, I know that people always say it says something about you that you're not friends with your exes. And he's the only one that I'm actually friends with. So I guess that's what my question would be. (laughs) I hope that made sense. The most important thing for you is to be in an environment that is conducive to your own growth and healing. If hanging out with your ex is bringing out these old feelings, it could be that you need to look at those feelings and really ask yourself, where is this guilt coming from? If it's something that you believe about yourself that needs to be healed, can you do that while still being friends or does this relationship make it harder for you to focus on your own self-love and care? There's no right or wrong way to deal with an ex. Just because you aren't friends after a breakup doesn't mean the relationship was a failure or it wasn't worth it. You can care for someone and honor the time you spent together without needing to hang out and be together physically or even stay in contact. So much of the value of a relationship is what you learned about yourself. And sometimes stepping away gives you the space to understand and process that experience. What exactly do you feel guilty about? Is it a mistake you made within the relationship? Is it that you didn't want to be with your partner and you still don't? Whatever the reason, guilt will not serve you. It keeps you stagnant. Guilt doesn't make you better. Self-love makes you better. Because guilt doesn't heal you. Self-love heals you because your choices will reflect your own value and the value of other people. When you are aligned with your higher self, you feel your own worth and you don't start unnecessary arguments. You don't react out of jealousy or the need to control. You don't cheat or lie to your partner because you know there's nothing wrong with being honest about your authentic feelings. In what ways is your guilt holding you back from loving yourself? One really good measure about whether or not you should be in a friendship with an ex is to ask yourself, would I be hanging out with this person if they weren't my ex? Or am I hanging out because I can't let go of the attachment to who I think I am when I'm with them? Do what you need to do to take care of yourself and put your healing first because you can't be a good friend to anyone until you do. Hi, Bunny. This is Amanda. Hopefully this will be a pretty quick question, but with the new year just around the corner, I know a lot of people are thinking about, you know, New Year's resolutions and various ways that they want to improve their lives and themselves. And so my question is, how do you balance, you know, loving yourself and accepting yourself and not judging yourself while also wanting to improve yourself, if that makes sense? Um, I was talking with my therapist this past week and I was kind of telling her where I was at with, you know, my goals for the new year. My job asks us to create goals each year. And so I was thinking about those. I was thinking about goals in my personal life. And she was like, well, why do you always feel the need to better yourself? And that really got me thinking, um, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I think that all people want to continue to grow and evolve and, um, and be challenged. And I think that that's uh, some elements of human nature is that we want to feel like we're, we're improving and we're, you know, getting better over time. Um, but it just really got me thinking about how to balance 
that drive with, you know, again, that self-love, that self-acceptance. Um, I know that it's not an either or, but how do you take those two together? Um, so yeah, that's my question. Hopefully it makes sense. And I'm looking forward to hearing your answer. When we set our goals and intentions for 2021, we have to think about the purpose behind our goals. It's wonderful to make plans and set intentions and try to manifest the things that you want in your life. But you have to ask yourself, is it my higher self that wants these things or is it my ego? If it's your higher self, then you know that you're worthy with or without reaching those goals. If it's your ego that's your driving force, then you will either feel like a failure if you don't reach those goals or the happiness and satisfaction of reaching them will be temporary and soon you will set an even higher standard for yourself to feel worthy and the cycle goes on and on and nothing will ever be enough. Higher self knows that real self-validation comes from your heart, not from what you have accumulated in your life and not from what you look like, not from likes on Instagram and not from how much money's in your bank account, not from what promotion you got at work, not from what your partner looks like, your partner's status, or any of that. It comes from connecting to who you really are and always have been, a beautiful being full of love that has no limit. It just is. Just being you is enough. So as we make our goals for 2021 and we list them out, I want you to think about how to purpose those goals with your higher self. And I want you to write some goals that are only about loving yourself. So first, let's think about the goals that you initially have. How do we purpose them to our higher self? Say, for example, your goal is I want to make more money. Great goal to have, right? We all can relate to having that goal. So let's purpose that with our ego. The ego says, I want to make more money so people respect me and see me as successful. Higher self says, I want to make more money so that I can have the nourishment, safety, and financial stability to put myself in an environment optimal for my higher purpose, healing myself and bringing more healing to the world. Let's do another example. What if you are a musician or singer and your goal for 2021 is to land a record deal? So the ego says, I want to land a record deal to prove to all the people that didn't think I could make it that I could make it and to be really famous. Higher self says, I want to land a record deal so my creativity can reach the most amount of people and inspire them to be able to channel their own creative self-expression and find joy in that. So there's a big difference between the purpose, the goal stays the same, but the purpose behind it is everything and it drastically changes your experience in the journey to that goal. So after you purpose your goals, for your higher self. Then I want you to make a whole new category of goals that have nothing to do with the material realm, but have everything to do with loving yourself more. Say for example, one of your goals could be to be kinder to yourself or to accept yourself more fully, to be more grateful for what you have, to know that you are a blessing to the world. These are the most important goals you can set. These are the most important intentions. So it's not about bettering yourself because there's nothing wrong with you that needs to 
be fixed. It's about bettering your choices in order to connect with your higher self and be grounded in the truth of who you are. Hi, Bunny. I am a really big fan of yours. I um, love what you put out there in the world. Um, and yeah, I feel like I need to ask you a question that's just been burning on my mind for the last nine months. Um, at the start of the pandemic, um, right before actually the person that I was seeing broke up with me and they broke up with me, I think for really good reason, um, which was that I just was a mess of emotions and didn't have space for theirs and couldn't seem to like understand what they were needing from me and I couldn't understand what I wanted or needed. Um, it was pretty messy and yeah, but because they're such an important person to me, like truly singular in my life, um, I've just spent the last nine months like telling them in my head, like, I'm so sorry, like, I see now why, you know, what I said was wrong, or how I didn't hold space for you, or I wish I'd communicated my needs sooner so they didn't bottle up and explode out of me, and, you know, here's what was happening for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm a newly out queer person, I alienated a lot of friends, I was feeling really alone, like, just this whole, like, diatribe of things that I want to say to them to explain myself and apologize um, but this person has like a pretty clear boundary around not going there with me. And also, I don't even think it's that helpful to explain yourself when you apologize to someone. Like, maybe they don't need to know why you did it or like why you did something fucked up or, you know, they just need to know that you're sorry. Um, but there's just this part of me that's like compulsively reciting over and over like, here's why I did it. I see now it was wrong. Like, I see I should have done this. Here's why I didn't, like, over and over. And I just wonder if you have any thoughts or advice for how I can, like, quiet that voice or take action on it and, like, reach out to this person in a new way. Um, I don't think I should tell them the diatribe, but... Um, if I do choose to say something, I don't know what I'd say. Thanks, Bunny. Your ex doesn't need your explanation because your ex already knows. They already know you were struggling. They already know that at that time, you weren't able to be there for them. They already know, at least in their heart, that it wasn't about them. They created a boundary from you so that they can make their peace with the loss of the expectations they had of you in that relationship. You reaching out to them to apologize or explain yourself after they put up a boundary isn't about helping them feel better. It's about helping you feel less guilty. You want forgiveness from them so you can forgive yourself. And what a better proof of your own growth than someone from your past that you hurt saying, Wow, you really have changed. But I'm going to tell you right now, the part of you that feels guilty for having unhealed wounds is the same part of you that hurt others because of those wounds. It's an unconscious belief that you are your wounds, that there is something wrong with you and you need to defend yourself against other people in order to survive. 
The guilt just reinforces the belief that you deserve to be in pain, whether that is causing fights with other people or beating up on yourself. Forgiving yourself is realizing that it wasn't your true self who did those hurtful things. It was your unconscious destructive behavior, and that behavior is a result of unhealed trauma. Most people have a moment in their life, or it could be many different moments, where something shifted and they started to become more spiritually awake. They started to see things they didn't see before and became empowered to change those things. Now, these events vary from person to person and it can range from a pleasant experience to a rock bottom event. I don't think this breakup was your rock bottom, but it did wake you up enough to see things your partner at least already partially saw. The thing is, since all our higher selves are connected on a higher consciousness level, I promise you, the moment you realize you don't need your partner's forgiveness to love yourself on the level of spirit, your relationship will be closer to healed even without you two being in contact. Healing happens in the spiritual realm. I know you truly care about this person and I think it would be helpful to send them love from your heart whenever you think of them. Remember, shame and guilt only lead to loveless behavior because you've blinded yourself from the love that you're worthy of experiencing. Listen to your higher self the next time you have a memory from the past and feel a jolt of shame. Your higher self is saying, that was your wounds talking, not your heart. You have a beautiful heart and are worthy of love and care and abundance. Stop punishing yourself for having wounds. Well, that wraps up Exo Higher Self for 2020. I hope that you enjoyed this extra extended episode. I hope you have a beautiful, loving, joyful celebration of New Year's. And remember that you're worthy of experiencing that joy. You're worthy of celebrating yourself. You're worthy of being totally abundant in your generosity to other people because you have no limit to love within yourself. All right, so happy new year. All my love. I love you so much and so does your higher self. Bye everyone. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 